cool. Activate kill mode. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today is another man named Will. It's the one and only half-ass ninja, Will Castillo from the Game Store Guardians. What's happening, my guy? What's going on, man? How you doing? You know, I am doing pretty good. It's uh, it's been a very fun couple of days, days, yeah, days, and. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah what about you yeah i'm i'm realizing my body's like you are not young anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's funny how three years worth of nashcon i think this is year three of nashcon and it's it's like yeah that first year you you were quite the trooper there and then now i'm over here just like oh god don't go too hard but still go hard but not too hard yeah <laughs> You know, well, so, well, you traveled a long way to get to NashCon. How far? Um, it was supposed, well, down, going down, it was 12 and a half hours because I drove. Mm-hmm. Because, and then on the way back, it was about 16 hours because I hit traffic and an unfortunate occurrence as cheats where I got a terrible chicken sandwich and waited 25 minutes for it. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah, but on the upside, I did get to go to Bucky's, so I love Bucky's. Look, Bucky's is the bomb, and anyone that says otherwise can just they like it's that's just Americana at its finest. Absolutely, man. Where else could you find like a a Walmart that uh, for my Northeast people <laughs> has been combined with a Wawa? Exactly, exactly. And see, I, I'd spent just the tiniest fraction of time in New Jersey. So I got to experience a Wawa myself and like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Wawa ease. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, well, well, Wawa Mart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's something else. If you've never been to a Bucky's and you're going on a road trip, do yourself a favor and like, try to find one along your way because like, it's, it's a whole, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the try try the chips. They're they're Bucky's chips. They make them fresh every few minutes, and they are so good. And the cashews too. The cashews are real good. Nice, yeah. And then if you're feeling a little saucy, you should definitely try the beaver nuggets. Just, yes. just I'm just you know it sounds weird for me to say that, but the beaver nugs pretty good. Listen, I bought three bags of those on the way, <laughs> so like I have them upstairs. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, can attest. So, well, today I'm really glad you're here because we've got a jam-packed show. And the first thing we're going to be doing is talking about everyone's favorite Peter yes. currently, the spectacular Spider-Man. And then we're going to be talking about NashCon, taking a look at what little bit of statistics we got from that event and 
trying to just talk about how that was, talk about the games, talk about each of our performances, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I say we just dive right in. I'm ready to go, man. All right. So, as usual on this podcast, the first thing that we are going to do is take a look at this model. And yes. I got to say, um, this is quite the upgrade <laughs> from yes. original core set. Absolutely. Original core set out of all of the Spider-Man models, including Miles, is absolutely the weakest model of the four. Uh, Yeah, I'd, I'd say by a mile. And the original core box, Peter, might just be the weakest model overall in terms of like design. Maybe core box Iron Man, original core box Iron Man, like those two. Yeah, it's a close one between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, pretty... Not great. With that being said, I understand how, you know, they had limitations. They didn't kind of know where to push and stuff like that at that time. So I get it. But mm -hmm. man, Spectacular Spider-Man looks amazing. Oh, he looks fantastic. He's got the Venom symbiote attacking him on the base. It's like, I like, I love the, uh, the Rivals panel Spidey. That's my current go-to Spidey. Yes. But um, this one is very much in the same vein. And I love it. It's very dynamic. Oh, yeah. Dynamic really conveys a sense of movement. I like that it's the symbiote blob that he's interacting with here because it's a really cool and evocative thing. And, you know, maybe that shows that a black suit Spider-Man is in our future at some point. I believe Will Schick did tease that in either the interview with Tim or the interview with Nate. It was one of them. Yeah. So... It's funny how we have, what, three versions of Steve Rogers about to be out? <laughs> yep. And, and we could have, th we have three versions of Peter Parker. We could have four versions of Peter Parker before any other character. That's right. And this is Peter 3. Right. This is Peter 3. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But um, just looking at that model, it makes me want to experiment with, I don't know if you've heard of Uhu Glue. Uh, no. Okay. So what you can do with it, it's good like if you have like a big monster and you want to have like drool coming off the jaws and stuff. Oh, so yeah. So you can have it between the teeth. So I want to mix it with some of the uh, transparent black paint and have it coming off the symbiote like it's attached to him at certain points. Oh, that'd be really cool. I, You do it and I will praise it from afar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It would it would look amazing. Can't wait to do it to see that. You know, and here's another question for you, Will. Are sure. you going to paint this Peter like, you know, traditional red and blue Peter, or is this an opportunity you think to branch out from that? I think I might do it as um the, uh, which one was the second? No Way Home, when he had like the black and red suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I was going thinking of going that way, just because I have like, the bright red and blue, then have kind of a muted red and blue. I think the black and red would look would look kind of cool. Or yeah. fear itself was the other one I was thinking of, where it's like a, I think it's like black and blue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, let's look it up because I'm curious now. And for me, I'm probably like I like painting Spider Man. He's a character that I, I painted. I think I painted the original. Yeah, I painted the original. And I just like that color scheme and everything and I like the webs and it just takes a while and it's something I can concentrate on and quiet my mind on a little bit with painting all the little intricate parts there. So I, I like that model a lot, but 
I, I found the suit. I'm actually going to send it to you on Discord so you can take a look. Yeah, I see it here, actually. I, I Googled it okay. real quick while I was chatting. You know, I'm a pro, and so my Google, <laughs> my Google Foo, while my mouth is running, you know, it sometimes, sometimes works out pretty good. Yes. But I appreciate it. I do like that, like the blue and the black, like really, like yeah. almost teal. It's really nice. Really nice. For me, it's the video game version with the white accents. Yes. I think that would look really great against that this Venom. Cool. So, yeah. And we got that new game coming out soon, too. Exactly. So the hype train is in full swing, yep. which I think that actually comes out in October, too. I think it does. Oh, yeah. my God. October's a busy month. I got to go. I got to buy a PS5 and a core box. Right. What do you um, <laughs> start saving now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've gushed over this model for a little bit, and also, I will, I'm maybe just go ahead and say, thank you, AMG, for putting out the 360 spins of all these that you're doing. Like, that's mm. those look so awesome. Yeah, they were gone for a little while. Now they came back. Yeah, and I, I just, I really love them. So now, let's take a look at this card. And also, yet again, I'm going to be giving a lot of, like, shout-out randomlies to random things. But, like, how awesome is this card art, number one? And two, how awesome is it that Schick was like, yeah, I'm going to get that tattooed on me because it's so awesome. Yeah, that was great. I, the card art on all of the new cars is fantastic. It's incredible. I, I love I, what they're doing here. Yeah, I love this one, Captain America's, and Widow's. Widow's looks great, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Spectacular Spider-Man with an alter ego of Peter Parker. Like I said, this is... Peter three, the third version of Peter Parker we've had. And it's worth noting, Schick mentioned that this is meant to be kind of the finding his footing, 16 year old, still in high school version of Peter Parker, which yeah. will, I don't know if you remember this back when the original core set came out, that was kind of the same thing for core box. Peter was that he was kind of the, the new superhero version of Spider-Man kind of still finding his footing and all that stuff. But I guess it's like first year of college versus still at high school. That's the difference. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's probably like just started Empire State in the original core box. Yeah, something like that. So we have a top stat line here of a three physical defense, three energy defense, and three mystic defense. He has a stamina value of five. He has threat value of three. He is size two, and he moves medium. Worth noting also, he is on a small base, so the 35-millimeter base. Yes. I like this top stat line. It's simple. It's Miles Morales's top stat mm -hmm. line, and he's obviously got some tools that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but for a basic three-threat stat line, it's pretty chill, pretty solid, and I like that he's a three-threat. Yeah. Um, the only main difference, if you go from before they uh, added an extra health to original core Peter, is that he is not a long mover anymore. He's a medium mover. He's just not quite as fast. No. Still and, learning. Yeah. But I think we're going to see some of these tools in here that make sense for if he was a long mover, we'd have to be, like, worried. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> so, attack-wise... Um, first attack we have is Swinging Strike. It has a range of three. It is five power, and it costs nothing because it is a gainer. After this attack is resolved, the character gains one energy. 
and it has a wild hit trigger for elusive. After this attack is resolved, this character may advance short. Nice. I don't know about you. I love this. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that it's just a single power gainer, but five dice with a pretty decent trigger for extra mobility at range three, I think is wonderful. And I don't know if you picked up on this, but it's not advancing toward or away from the character that you just attacked. It's just straight up may advance. Yep. Any direction you want. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. It's very, very good. And then for our next attack, we have a very familiar one, Impact Webbing. Um, it is a range of four uh, for four power, and it is zero cost because it is also a gainer. So after the attack is resolved, he gains a power. And it has a wild push. If the target character is size two or less before damage is dealt, it may push it away. Yep, we've seen that before, and it is wonderful. Don't rely on the wild. But gaining power at range four is the best thing ever for Web Warriors characters. Absolutely. Final one we have is his, uh, this is going to be his big one, the Webhead Wallop. It is range of two, uh, strength of seven, and it costs four energy. It has a wild hit trigger that says catch. After this attack is resolved, you may choose an interactive terrain feature of size two or less and within three of this character and destroy it. The target character suffers a collision as if the terrain's feature had collided with it. Nice. Seven dice for four power. It's a little close in. And, well, I think we've seen this catch thing before, right? Yes, we saw that on Amazing Spider-Man. Right, right. And it on him was just a single wild, but everything else is the same? Yes. Yeah. At, yeah, so on Amazing, after this attack is resolved, choose an interactive terrain feature size 2 or less within range 3 of this character, so within range 3 of Amazing, in this case, Spectacular, mm -hmm. and destroy it, and then suffers a thing. So it would be 3 incoming damage, because you can only do up to size 2, which is nothing to scoff at, I found. No, not at all. And I, I don't know about you, but with attacks like this... Being able to get that one or two extra little points in from a trigger like this, I think is it can be really meaningful. Yeah, especially with characters in the Web Warriors that don't like to fight as much. So if they can just throw some straight damage on somebody and re rely it on your opponent to have to dodge it, it's great. Exactly. Now, how do you feel about this attack's cost? Because there's a few things going on here. One, I feel like baked into the cost is the range, right? When, I, when I'm talking about the cost of the attack, it's how close Spectacular Spider-Man has to be to engage this attack. And then when you think about the fact that he doesn't have any movement associated with this attack, and then how much power the attack costs, so four power, is this something that you feel like is going to be used regularly or more of a, like when the time is right, you pick your moment? I think this is definitely more of a pick-your-moment attack. Being that both of his other attacks are gainers, other than taking damage, you're not always going to have the power to do this. And as we'll see in his superpowers, that power should also be used elsewhere. Because yeah. he has a couple other great things. But this is definitely, in a pinch, 
if you can get this off as like your first attack for the round, if you're if you start off even if you get start off flipped and now you're dazed, you have a bunch of power. Use this and then get out of town. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being definitely something to do there. And all of these attacks being physical makes perfect sense. I think it's mm -hmm. thematic. It makes sense. But I think that that inherently is going to limit your damage output that you're going to see from a spectacular Spider-Man. But I think when you add in his mobility factors and especially some of these superpowers we're going to talk about, I think him having the gainers and playing that very common Web Warrior style of play, stick and move, that that kind of... That kind of play. I'm not expressing myself yeah. the right way I want to right now, but like that style. It's it's hard to describe if you haven't played against a, a good Web Warriors player where it's like, okay, cool. I don't need to do a ton of damage to you, but I can do a little bit of damage, and now I'm over here, and now you're effectively staggered because you can't get to me without taking an action. Yeah, it's a hit-and-run tactic, but sometimes even without the hit, it's just the run. Exactly. And so I think this attack suite really plays into that, and especially with his swinging strike being at range three. And then if you're able to have that extra power, maybe that's the fourth power you needed into a webhead wallop on someone who's pretty hurt can really make a big difference, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So let's talk about his superpowers now because there's only a few here. And I'm going to start with the innate superpowers. Okay. Which is a break from my normal tradition. But... It's because I want to talk about his other two kind of more in depth. So he has wall crawler, of course, because he's a wall crawler. It's literally a superpower invented for this affiliation. True story. <laughs> yeah. So he has another innate superpower called spider sense. When this character is defending against a physical or energy attack or making a dodge roll, it may re-roll up to two of its defense or dodge dice. Love it. We've seen it before. And look, attack spider people with mystic and you're probably okay. Attack them with physical energy and you're praying on the dice. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many Web Warriors games you've had, Will, but I net negative successes when I roll spider sense. I don't know. Um, how. I played last night because I wanted to try him out on the table. He was rolling, he, he was blocking a lot and dodging a lot. Like, I had very good luck rolling Spider-Sense. It could be a one-off thing. I've only played, like, four games of Web Warriors in my life because it's the exact opposite of my play style. I like to get in there and beat face. Yeah. These guys do not, and it was the hardest game I've ever played in my life last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't know what... I break in the space-time continuum when I play spider people, but they're like, oh, cool, we can re-roll these. I, I rolled three blanks on my defense. Awesome. I'm just going to re-roll two. I'm sure I'll get one, and then I, I get somehow <laughs> negative damage. I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like It's it's this weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, but, I understand. I mean, when I used to play Web Warriors pretty, pretty exclusively, I used to put Doctor Strange in my Web Warrior list just so that he could give them extra defense dice because they just kept dying. Okay. Yeah. And that, how that, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> it was a choice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was a good choice. I'm not saying it was a bad choice, but it was a choice. Yeah. Yeah. But all that to say, the re-rolls on defense are really great. If you've never played with spider people, like if this core box is your first exposure to characters with a superpower like this, 
it's actually really good and quote unquote the math says that you should average at least one to two blocks per incoming source of damage, which is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. So anyways, now for the good stuff. We have an active superpower here, Web Slinger. It's going to cost you two power. Place this character within range three of its current position. This superpower can be used only once per turn. So, range three, if you've played with Agent Venom, if you've mm-hmm. played with Miles, you'll have an understanding of how much range this is. But unlike those two characters, Spectacular Peter here, Peter 3, has something that they don't have. And that is guaranteed power generation. Yes. So, Will, how do you feel like me saying that? What, what am I trying to get at here, you think? You can, in theory, if you felt like it, attack twice and still web swing away. So you can get in there, raise a ruckus, and then back out and make your opponent chase you. Exactly. So that's part of it. Another part of it is I'd have to put this on the table to measure it. You said you played with him last night, so I'm curious if this is something that you did. Turn one, if there's somebody on the midline, I think Peter can move. Swinging strike, I know he can impact webbing them, but I think he can move swinging strike to gain that one power into a web slinger. Yeah, and so absolutely can. That, I think, is a play pattern that you're going to see a lot with a character like this. And why that's so cool is it allows you to cover vast distances of the map. I don't think you're quite able to get to like someone's back gamma but you're able to get to parts of the map that your opponent might not be expecting. Like someone's home infinity formulas might not be safe, which I think is really cool. Yeah, because if you think about it, range three is six inches. So you're already starting at range three. Then you walk, which I think uh, medium is a little less than range three, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it correctly. It is. So then you pop him down with the base, swinging strike in, yeah, the math checks out. You can get to that back infinity formula. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. And what's really cool is if you, again, this and this is game flow and, and what happens in a match and all of that stuff will determine what plays to make when. But being able to say, okay, cool, this point you have to either commit more resources to this point that my three threat is going to potentially take from you or... I'm going to just deny you this point while scoring all these other points and that kind of stuff. Like I, I find that kind of stuff very interesting and it really fits with the spider people way of playing. And for me, I feel like it really just opens that up so much more. Yeah. It, like I said, last night playing with uh it was spiders versus Wakanda. And it was just, it's the amount of mobility that the entire team has, especially with Spectacular Spider-Man now, it's almost a silly level of, I'll just be wherever I want to be. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to add into this, if you're living on a prayer and, and some dice, swinging strike 
on that turn one, then you advance short, then you web slinger. I think, <laughs> I think that that gets you to the back gamma point. Yeah, that's some Ant-Man level of shenanigans. Yeah, and hey, we'll talk about our boy Scott Lang here in just a little bit, believe me. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I just, I really like the puzzle pieces that Spectacular Spider-Man is bringing to this game right now and how you have to kind of rewire your brain a little bit when you play those Web Warriors of, I'm not here to kick your butt with my fisticuffs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm here to do a little bit of punching, and then now I'm saving the day by by standing on this infinity formula, or now I'm on this scoundrel that you have to come and get me off of. It's a very different type of game that I'm used to playing, but it was super fun. It is. So we still have one more superpower, Will. We do. And that is another active superpower, proportionate strength of a spider. It's going to cost you three power. Choose an enemy character of size three or less and within range three and throw it short. This superpower can be used only once per turn. I need to read that again just (laughs) so that it really hits home what's happening with this throw right here. So size three or less within range three and throw it short it's a silly throw i mean what like what is happening it's a throw that first of all it's omnidirectional (laughs) well yeah yeah so it's not like you're pulling them towards you like with a web line or something you're just throwing them wherever you want to throw them and when I was playing against my buddy last night, he's like, wait, you, you could, from range three? I'm like, yeah, so just get off the point, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's wild. And when you think about what range three is, so we've seen two other characters have range three throws, I think. Is it, we've got a Magneto. And yeah. I think both Modocs. Uh, Modoc, I think, is range four, but it's terrain only, if I'm not mistaken. Right, his is range four, and Modoc, sci- no, Modoc Scientist Supreme is uh, range three, size okay. four. That's what it is. Okay, yeah. I had the numbers reversed in my head. It's range three, size four. Throw it short. OG yeah. Modoc is range three, size four. Throw it long yep and i'm sorry Even it's, agent venom is just within two yeah and i'm i'm just messing up all over the place original modok is size three so for some reason modok is stronger when he's the scientist supreme i don't know but <laughs> but whatever the point is we've seen those two characters have it and then i think magneto is the only other one maybe i'm looking now i am too because oh nope i think i found the other one cable who is it? Cable. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cable, but he can only do terrain as well. Yes. So if you're new to Marvel Crisis Protocol and trying to understand why terrain versus characters is relevant, so think of it like this. 
when you're throwing a piece of terrain, you measure from the character that is spending the power to do the throw. So Cable, as uh, he's Cable, but you know, Cable, <laughs> Nathan Summers, the X-Man himself, hero of the mutants, savior of mutant kind. Anyways, I'm sorry. I love Cable and I just, I hate that I <laughs> don't get too. to play him as much, but anyways, so you measure from the character that is spending power to do the throw. You put the movement tool down, in this case for Cable, the medium tool down from his base and and touch whatever you're touching there. So a character throw, though, you measure from the character being thrown. So as it relates to Spectacular Spider-Man, he pays the power and then he measures the distance thrown. So the short part of the throw, he measures that from the character that he is targeting. With the throw. So, yeah. I mean, uh, this is a long-winded way, and you said this already, to say how great of a throw this is. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like, I was having such a great time just tossing people from range three, because the thing is, he's safe at that point. Yeah. So, if you're at range three and you're tossing somebody short, they have to move to get to you, for the most part. Or spend resources of some kind. Yeah, Absolutely. So, Will, how do you feel the balance between Web Slinger and Proportionate Strength of a Spider is going to play out? Do you feel like that it's more that you're going to stay trying to build up to the throw, or are you going to try to just be super mobile, or do you think that's just a game state situational thing? It's a game state situational thing for sure, because there were times in my game last night where it was better for to zip in with the swinging strike if you get the elusive trigger, and then pop in again and web slinger out. But sometimes you want to hit the swinging strike, and if you have enough power, because maybe you took a damage, you swing in and throw them off the point, or just stand at range three and toss them. And then you swing onto the point, and there you go. Now you have a point. Yeah, I think that total value is going to come from that throw. And I think that this is why this character only has these gainers, because Lord knows... If he was able to gain power equal to damage dealt on any of these attacks, he would be a five threat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really with that stat line, but I'm just saying, like, it's nuts how I think this is all going to play out. And again, thank goodness he can only gain one power because this is another thing I like about this character design is... You, as the person playing Spectacular Spider-Man, you now have to make tough choices. Mm-hmm. And and it makes sense for the age, because he's 16. He doesn't know what he's doing. Is it better <laughs> to throw? Is it better to swing away? Is it better to punch the guy? So it makes the play, it puts the player in those shoes. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like our friend Leland always says over there at the Aegis Brand Studios, decision points. Yeah. Giving players decision points, I think, is really great. And this character to me is giving giving the player that is using them decision points versus other pl- characters out there where it's like okay i'm going to offer my opponent some decision points with how i play this character this one here it's like i get to have the agency of those decisions does that make sense it does cool yeah so yeah and it's worth noting nothing changes on his injured side but i i love this character right now yeah, it's a nice blend between the original core box and Amazing Spider-Man. Um, the fact that they gave him just the gainers is, I think, a great decision. 
because like you said, he'd be a little, he'd be an overtune three if he was able to do everything on his card in a turn. In a turn, it makes you have to think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's really, it's one of those things where when you first read it, you're like, man, he only gains one power. Like I can't do all the things, and it's like, to me, <laughs> this might sound. I'm obviously just glowing with excitement for this character, but mm. this might be the most perfectly balanced three threat in the game. I know. I know. No, I, he is very much in line with what a three threat should be. Yeah. Like he's gonna, he's gonna hammer some people from time to mm-hmm. time. Swinging strike five dice at range three is nothing to scoff at. No. And webhead wallop when you do use it, should be decent. Should be decent. And you might get that off maybe once a game. Exactly. And I think you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. But just by and large, like this character feels like they're going to have an impact on the game in more ways than just how many dice can I chuck at you. Absolutely. It's a, he's very much a control piece. Yeah. Now, with this being said, Will, we yes. can't talk about Spectacular Spider-Man and the Web Warriors as a whole without discussing how much of a insane all webbed up turn this character's gonna have <laughs> yeah yeah bruh it's gonna be fun bruh <laughs> <laughs> i mean seven dice swinging strikes at least two of them and then you can mm-hmm. get out of there with a web slinger or you throw somebody i mean i'm here for it yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be like when he activates kill mode it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> kill mode yeah like oh that's so that's such a good Yes, I love that. Yes, for real. Kill mode, spectacular Spider-Man. Just wake up. You hopefully have priority, and then you can be like, okay, cool, activate kill mode. And this somebody's yep. like, what's kill mode? It's like, oh, it's all webbed up. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely calling it kill mode. You got to. You got to. That's so great. But um, outside of that, I do think it's worth talking about a couple of other tactics cards that are relevant to this character. Mm-hmm. So... We've got Cleanup, which is an unaffiliated reactive tactics card that came with Agent Venom. An allied Agent Venom and an allied Peter Parker may each spend one power to play this card during the power phase. So you're always going to have the power to be able to do this. Agent Venom gains the Spider Sense superpower until the end of the round, which we read earlier. The defending against a physical or energy can reroll up to two of its defense dice. Peter Parker gains the Symbiotic Instincts superpower until the end of the round and uh, what's the symbiotic instincts will symbiotic instincts is while this character is attacking the defending character cannot modify its defense dice yeah love it so do you feel like that this tactics card will be more relevant with spectacular spider-man as opposed to core or amazing yes um for the simple fact that either agent venom and original spidey are eight points if you have Agent Venom and Amazing Spider-Man, that's nine points. And Web Warriors tends to like to go wide. Mm-hmm. So I think now that there's a nice three-point Peter Parker, this would be perfect for both of them. Yeah, I think this is a really great card with Spectacular Spider-Man. And I actually think that this card should be in a Web Warriors roster specifically for two matchups. Okay, the Guardians fun. matchup. Even mm-hmm. even though you might not want to play Agent Venom into Guardians, I get it. Energy, blah, blah, blah. I understand. But 
I think the Guardians matchup is where it could shine, and the Mirror match. Yeah, I thought you were going to say X Men because you avoid the, you can get past their cover. And yeah, you know I forgot about the X Men part of that. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think that's a great great matchup there. So yeah, I like that card. And the next one we're going to talk about is the Cat and the Spider. Would you like to cover this one, Will? Sure. Uh, the Cat and the Spider, unaffiliated, active. If Peter Parker is within two of an allied black cat, both characters may spend one each to play this card. Throw the allied black cat medium. Black cat does not suffer collision damage during this throw. After the throw is resolved, black cat may immediately interact with any number of objective tokens without spending power. Okay, so same question. This yeah. is a card that I think was initially like, ooh, really interesting, maybe we should play this. But now that we have a three-threat Peter, is this the time that the cat and the spider sees the table? I hope so, because I've tried using this card with Amazing Spider-Man and Core Spider-Man, and just, it never, it's in my 10, but it never makes the five. Yeah. So one of the things I think that you have to really read between the lines on this card is the fact that it's just on your active turn. It doesn't have to be during either character's activation. Yes. So turn one, you can throw black cat medium and potentially interact with an objective. I don't know if there's any that are close enough to be interacted with at that range of a throw. Um, yeah, actually, uh, spider infected and cubes. There you go. There you go. So like you can say, okay, cool. I'm going to activate black cat. And then both of them spend their one power, and now Black Cat grabs a cube and then gets the heck out of there, or grabs a spider and gets the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think there's an argument for something like a scrolls or something like that. You know, maybe you can get the scroll on Black Cat, and she rolls her dice, and then she can move away safely. You yeah, know? I was trying to think of that one too because I know the uh, your home scroll is back a little bit. I think you might be able to get there with a medium throw yeah i I'd, I'd, i think that would be really close and terrain yeah. is always a factor i don't know for sure and i would love to know if that measurement works out so suits let us know send us messages housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com let us know on facebook after you listen to this comment on the facebook post or send me messages over on facebook on discord let me know if we're right on our measurement here because I think something like that and trying to use this card to set up some kind of interesting turn one play, I think is where it would shine. Mm-hmm. Or even additionally, not the extract part of it, being able to interact with a mutant madman right off the rip. True, because it does not say um, an extract or secure. It just says any number of objective tokens. Exactly. So you could be cheeky, and if you're playing Infinity Formula or Mutant Madman, well, more mutant madmen. You pop it in between both of them, and you should be able to hit like a spider infected and a madman, or a cube and a madman, without spending extra power. Exactly. So, what I think is interesting about it is normally you're like, okay, I need to make sure I save my power so that I can interact or do something on on the first turn or on subsequent turns. But with this card now, and with the investment in both Core Peter and Black Cat only being six threat worth of investment you're able to do that double interact, which I think is amazing. And then if, let's say you don't use this on turn one and you're able to hold it and Black Cat's able to activate and 
move functionally move medium. She's functionally moving medium. Yes, it's a throw, but it's a functional move medium. Get two objectives and then peace out. I'm here mm -hmm. for it. I'm here for it. And it's very Web Warriors-esque. It's it, very snatch and grab. It really is. It really is. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. Well, I just added that to my list, so here we go. <laughs> here you go. You're going to have to let me know how it works out. I so, will. <laughs> so we have a new tactics card from the core set that someone snagged a picture of. It's a little blurry, but it's called Go Get Him, Tiger, which yep. I just, yeah, I don't know why I said it like that, but just we're going we're gonna to live there. <laughs> that's fine. We'll go with it. You get yeah. your sultry voice. That's good. Yeah, that's it. So it's unaffiliated and reactive. When an allied Peter Parker dazes or KOs a non-grunt enemy character. I hate to have to add that, but that's another conversation. <laughs> After the effect is resolved, Peter Parker may spend two power to play this card. If Peter Parker is holding an objective token, he may remove up to three damage and up to one special condition. If Peter Parker is not contesting a secure objective, he may advance short. What do you think of this card? I think it's an interesting card. Um, he'll have the power to play it because uh, yet two power. You get your you have your guaranteed uh, your gainers. Mm -hmm. I like that it lets him remove the damage and a special condition. I like that he can advance off it, and I like that it's not a choice. You can do both. Yes. So I, I think... don't know how good it is though. That's the thing. Like it sounds good on paper. Yeah, <laughs> but again, we have to see. It needs testing. Well, so it requires fisticuffs, it, yes. which which we've established spectacular Spider-Man can do, but it's probably not necessarily the most likely thing. And the fact that there's that non-grunt thing in there, that's probably for the best, mm -hmm. but it also will limit the utility here of getting this off. With that being said, I think this particular text card is amazing spider-man's card and and they're including yeah. it with spectacular but like they're like okay cool play this with amazing yeah i could see that I could see, there's definitely an argument for that yeah so anyways I, I like that card too i'm excited to see more time with it and uh yeah here's the question i have about this card though reading it and talking about cat and the spider if you throw black cat into an enemy and the enemy dazes who dazed them peter parker or black cat Man, that that is a wild web you're spinning there, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. Because if you, let's just say you daze him with Black Cat, but it counts as Peter Parker because he threw Black Cat. Now he gets the benefit of this card, if you want to do it that way, and then he can advance and heal and do all kinds of fun stuff. I'm going to go with Peter Parker dazed him because it's him doing the throw. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the Cat and the Spider, it is throw the allied Black Cat. Uh... It doesn't say Peter throws the allied black cat, but it does say throw and not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Dang it. Well, this is a rules forum question. In <laughs> yes, October. it is. There you go. So, yeah. The final thing we need to do with Spectacular Spider-Man here, it has been alluded to that he would be in shield. Yes. But we don't know enough yet. So I'm going to operate under the assumption that he is only affiliated Web Warriors. Okay. Because we we can if he's not affiliated Web Warriors, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise all heck. Well, we know he's not Avengers. 
saying. <laughs> yeah, they did confirm that. So, <laughs> other than Web Warriors, and we'll say it, like, we'll include S.H.I.E.L.D. in this. Where mm-hmm. do you see Spectacular Spider-Man slotting in? Um, I honestly see him under new Steve Avengers with those double triggers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Captain America, first Avenger, and his leadership says... Once per turn, when an ally character is attacking during the modified dice step, if there are one or more hit results in the attack roll, it may spend one power. If it does, it changes one of its results to any other result. So double mm-hmm. triggers, perfect. Especially um, a hit trigger. Yeah. But the fun part about that is you could also put that in uh, Modoc uh, Criminals or Mbaku Wakanda. Yes. Because you need a wild and you could change to a hit. Yes. So I don't love him in Captain America First Avengers, the the that version, because mm-hmm. you have to spend the power. Yes. And I feel like that your power economy with Spectacular Spider-Man is going to be critical in how you manage that and get the most out of him on the tabletop. Mm-hmm. However, M'Baku... I think is a very intriguing option because you roll a wild and now you can start hitting that elusive trigger very consistently. Yes, absolutely. And you also have the added benefit of potentially not being pushed or placed off of an objective. That's true. Which I'm super here for. So for me, I think that outside of Web Warriors, Mbaku-led Wakanda is a super low-key awesome place for him. Should be very interesting for him. Yeah. Is there anywhere else that he kind of could stand out to you? Hmm. Let's see, I mean, Modoc Criminals, like I said, just because he has a similar leadership. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I think... Uh-huh. Some I think Shield is a decent spot for him. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting spot for him for sure. Yeah, if he's affiliated, them getting that mobility that he brings, I think is really interesting. So, there's that. The other, the other thing I think is maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's good, but it could be fun. Guardians with the with the winging tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Give them rerolls. So, Guardians was going to be my like sleeper pick for him. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's okay because the reason why, yes, you give him the rerolls on his attack dice, which I think just mm-hmm. really takes him to another level. But like we talked about, we mentioned his mobility with Ant Man and that comp to Ant Man. And I yeah. think that being able to have Peter there and play a similar role to Ant Man, but not have to be quite as difficult as Ant Man can be at times, I think is really interesting. Yeah, he doesn't have to drop an objective token when he transforms or anything. Exactly, exactly. Like, man, that getting that pattern down was whew, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super so, fun, though. Oh, super fun. And th- this is one that's probably going to be be interesting. Um, the Doc Ock Sinister Scientist leadership seems like it's tailor-made for <laughs> Spectacular Uh-oh. Spider-Man. Let me read that one because I forgot what that one is. Let me read it out to you. So once per turn, 
after an attack targeting an allied character is resolved, if that character is not dazed, it gains one power. Regardless of whether or not you took damage, if you did not daze, mm-hmm. you gain a power. So that's part yeah. one. There is an additionally here. Once per turn, when an allied character suffers damage from an enemy effect, sorry, from an enemy attack, after that attack is resolved, it may remove one of the following special conditions from itself. Shock, slow, or incinerate. Like, what? Yeah. What? Are you, I mean, Will, honestly, does that not sound like the, a leadership that the Web Warriors should have? It really does. <laughs> Can we please like, just... Oh, you incinerated me? It fell off. <laughs> right. Can, can we please... Please just give this to Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, that would be a great leadership for him, actually. Yeah, but all that to say, Spectacular Spider-Man is apparently going to be a big fan of the Sinister Six. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it makes sense if you go by the games because, like, Otto was his mentor, so maybe he's hanging out with him a little bit. And as a side tangent, I cannot wait to play with this Dr. Octopus, but whatever. It's That's a fine. glorious That's another, model. That's another episode. It is. But <laughs> but no, I just, to me, those are the ones that just stand out so well of like, just this is, this is perfect. And then, like you said, I think Guardians is just super great for him. Yeah. Yeah. So like Guardians needs more help, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. I had a hard enough time fitting <laughs> Nebula in my list. So yeah. any other, you know, spicy spots or is there anywhere that you're just like eh he doesn't do anything for them um honestly I think he'd be, he's gonna be a decent all around three threat if you're looking for a really good extract runner cause he has an insane amount of mobility like he yeah he, all the web warriors love the D shapes they love the D they love the D Will yeah the web love the D mm-hmm. but it it's gonna be it, you're going to have a hard time nailing him down. Yeah. Yeah. Do do we finally have the missing piece for Winter Guard? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean. I I'm, want Winter Guard to be so good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's, it's, yeah. It's not happening. So. I know. It's. I, I'm with you. I think that. Interestingly enough, the extracts running nature of this character I think that's definitely a part of it because his web slinger it does not matter whether he has an objective or not he can just do it which is great but I think more so than just straight extract runner I think it's more of secure stealer Mm -hmm. and the idea of I've been trying to rewire my brain a little bit on some of this stuff and that's an area where it's like you don't necessarily need characters to grab and run sometimes you need them to go and steal right and i think that stealing what you might think is a safe secure from your opponent i think has a lot of value and i think spectacular spider-man is going to really be about that yeah for sure for sure yeah yeah. Especially on a B on a uh, B shape like an Infinity Formula or Mutant Madman. Yes, the so B's and the D's. Closer. So good. Yeah. Yep. I I think that he's really gonna shine. Uh, and scoundrels, like I think he is. Yep. Scoundrels' best friend. So. Yeah. Five points. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that is spectacular Spider-Man, and 
I don't want to belabor the point, but man, core Peter, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, like he could have been so good. He could have. And like, I tried using him when I first started playing. Cause like, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And he just, he, he was clunky. He's That's really the only way to describe him. He was clunky. Yeah. He's clunky. He's, he's, he's the epitome of just okay. And like the, the the lowest possible option is a four threat and it's like he moves long and that's the defining characteristic of his kit Mm -hmm. we're not going to belabor this point but no spectacular spider-man will be the peter that we see on the table very regularly i think a lot yeah yeah so well with that we don't have a ton of time left but i want to talk about nashcon real quick but before we do i i want to say so today in the Discord, the House Party Protocol Discord, which if you're interested in joining that, I highly recommend it. It's a wonderful place. You can check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as just a dollar a month, which amounts to how much, Will? I think that is $12 a year. Exactly. 12 bucks a year. You can come over to what I personally view as the best place on the internet. It's wonderful we have a great time over there today. I think we spent like six hours just going back and <laughs> forth on something that I'm about to talk about that is just wonderful. And it just makes me so happy because the conversations just change and flow. And we talk about Marvel. We talk about nonsense. We talk about Marvel Snap. We talk about movies. We talk about bunnies. You know, it's all kinds of stuff. And I mean, Will, I'm not just blowing smoke here, am I? No, Um. The House Party Protocol Discord were some of the first people I started talking to when I got into this game. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a great time over there. That's Absolutely great. love it. Well, I appreciate that. And anyways, oh. we are making a House Party Protocol jersey. Yes, Ooh. it's a it's a jersey. So, if you're interested in checking that out, I guess I'll put a picture of it online. But it's super awesome. It's got a giant like spider on it. It's like a little kind of cyber spider looking thing. And the colors, like it's a really vibrant pink and a vibrant bright blue. And then it's got the House Party Protocol logo on it. And then it's going to have custom names and numbers on it. And mine, I feel like I had to just go ahead and lean in with this. I was like, oh, I, I could just, you know, put HPP Will across the back. And, and there you go, like, you know, that'd be fine. And then just whatever number seemed right. But no, no, I live the meme, Will. I live the meme. So what'd you do? I'm going with Darth Balls across the top. And that's with a Z. Of okay. Course. With a Z. And then for the number, it's zero five. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, does a better jersey exist? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it just fits. So with that being said, Suits, if you want in on these jerseys, we're bulk ordering them. And so they're going to cost roughly $50 uh, for that's roughly. But the more people that we get to order them, the lower the cost is. And no one's going to have to pay shipping or anything like that. It's just going to be a flat 50 bucks or or whatever. What You know, again, that price could go down. But... We're only opening it up to people that are in the Discord. So I know, I know, I feel like a shill when I do that kind of thing, 
but one, we're keeping troll people out, which is a whole thing on the internet, as most of you probably know. And two, it's a way that we, you know, we went through this design and it's something that we can do to kind of bring that community together and then welcome other people within the Marvel Crisis Protocol community into that fold if that's something that they're interested in. So go check it out. Will, you've looked at it. What do you think of that design? I'm definitely going to get one. Yeah. And it makes me want to upgrade our home team pro pork roll protocol jerseys too. Sorry. I'll talk to the boys. Hey, no, that's all good. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's loud, which I feel like is really on brand. So yeah, I mean, and, and there's no guarantee we do any more orders for anything like this. So Again, I feel like that like internet person that's like, you know, make sure you get in now, FOMO. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> it's, Listen, it's not shilling, it's incentive. There you go. There you go. So uh, if you're interested in that, uh, I'll post a picture of it on the House Party Protocol Facebook page. But we're uh, taking orders until September 9th. And then we're trying to get everybody paid up by the 16th. So that way we can kind of get everything squared away, all the stuff finalized there, and uh, and get those jerseys out and ready for action by LVO, I guess, is probably when they might be in. But if nothing else, definitely by Adepticon. So, yeah. Yeah, but this is like official thing. This is happening. I've been talking about things that are happening, and this is one of those things that's happening that I'm stoked for. Yeah, this kind of had a quick turnaround, too, on the Discord today. Yeah, it was awesome how we were like, <laughs> let's start making these things. And the next thing you know, it's like, boom, here we go. And so, yep. yeah, I'm I'm real proud of uh, everything. And shout out to Rob for doing so much work with it and everything. He's an awesome person. So, yeah. So, Will, now, yes. after, after all of that, let's talk about NashCon. And the first thing I want to say is thank you so much to Nate for putting on a wonderful event. Thank you to Gronko and Sandbox for being our judges. But Nate, like, man, you you really crushed it, knocked it out of the park. And I want to say thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. It was a, it was a great experience going there. Everything ran super smoothly. Yeah, and this was it your was, first was, NashCon. Was nice. Yeah, it was my first NashCon. I'm definitely already looking forward to next year. Yeah, it, it was a wonderful event. And interestingly, this NashCon wasn't as big some of the previous Nash cons, but I think it worked out for the best. We had a much better venue this time around. We had 53 total players, which was really awesome. And mm -hmm. it was a really diverse cast of players. We had a lot of newer players to MCP. We had a lot of veteran players. I mean, if you look at the top eight, other, other than some guy named Brian Freddie, you're going to be like, who, who are these? Are, these are like the killers, man. You know? Yeah, that guy. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, who is that guy? I don't know who that guy is. What, how did he make top eight? <laughs> Playing some weird inhuman people. Yeah, talk. I mean, look at this. Inhumans in the top eight? What are we doing with our lives here? But no, it it was a really wonderful event, and the the tables were wonderful. I think Adepticon provided a little bit of terrain for that, so shout out to those guys as well. But, Will, while you were playing, how did you feel about your matches? What did you take? Um, I took Modoc Criminals. Nice. Yeah, because uh, I've really been enjoying Modoc Criminals for like the last couple months. I've been tweaking the list and just making it making it my own. Like anybody who's all my locals who have played against the list have been like, this list shouldn't work, but weirdly it does. Nice. So what makes it work so weirdly? It it's really dependent on non-criminal characters. I <laughs> 
Okay. Like I have Ulic, Claw, Modok, Rhino, and those are like my affiliated characters and Bullseye. Okay. So the rest is Sabretooth. Um, well, Mysterio was in there, but I actually didn't use him all weekend, so he's Winter Soldier now. Blob Pyro <laughs> Lizard. Okay, so I see you have Brandon St. Randy. I'm happy for it. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> it's a lot of Modok just pushing his attacks off onto other people, especially Sabretooth. Oh, yeah, okay. And this is this is OG Sabretooth. Yes, OG Sabretooth. Okay, yeah. So, so Modok basically says... Uh, you, you're attacking me. No, 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 no. You're, have you met my, my friend over here? Yes. And why does that work so well? You feel like, because I caught a couple of people out with them because people forgot original saber tooth can actually hit you back yeah. and aggressive towards you. Yeah. He, he can aggressive into the untamed force, which is a range to attack, but it functions about like if you attack him and you don't displace him, he basically has like a range four. It's functionally to about a range four clapback distance. Yeah, when you factor in the aggressive, for sure. Exactly. Because this list started off as I tried to make it a pay to flip criminals. Okay. And then it just turned into oh, we're just gonna I, instead of being a potato and sitting on the point, we're just gonna go on the point and throw other people off. <laughs> so that's where uh, like. Uh, Claw can push people off with his Soundwave Barrier. Blob could bounce people away. Lizard could toss people off. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot happening. <laughs> nice. How did you do? Um, I wound up going 3-2, and two, which I'm very proud of because I started the day 0-2. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I uh, My first match was very close, and my opponent just dazed my whole team on round 4 and took everything and ran. Um. <laughs> Then my second game, I got Cosmic Ghost Ridered. So we don't even need to talk about that. That was by the Bob, by the way. The Bob. <laughs> the Bob. The Bob. Yeah, the Bob got me. Dude, the Bob is is a good guy. Yeah, and then we had our lunch break. I rallied. I talked to my, my friend Ben, who was there. Ben and Alyssa, I love them. He gave me a little bit of a pep talk, and then I went. I won my next three games. Nice, nice. That's really awesome, man. It it feels really good to go to an event like this, especially with so many people, and to finish with a winning record. Yes, and finish one spot ahead of Merzane. So who's the MCP protagonist now, Merzane? <laughs> hey, look, we after that, we had to kick him back to his dungeon. Honestly, like, will he ever regain his King of Tennessee crown? I'm not so sure. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But how did you do, Will? Uh, Well... You know, I had a very stressful day. <laughs> okay. Every time I looked at you, you were, it looked like you were on the edge. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, so there's probably a picture floating around out me out there of me. I don't know if Nate's posted it yet, but there's a picture of me with like taking a knee, doing a thinking man over my roster, all spread out before me on the ground, and that just encapsulates the entire day for me. Yeah, I right? think you were next to me actually during that game. Yeah, it was the one on a video which Yep, that was the one. <laughs> yeah, listen, if you watch Nate's video and I'm on there just plug the kids ears because there's going to be some, some words. I'm sorry. But yes. anyways, with that being said, I ended up going 4 and 1 and Good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm I'm really proud of that performance in a lot of ways. It it is something that I worked for, you know, you know, I've been playing this Guardians list for a while. 
I've been trying to kind of get it to work. And then also with that being said, you could argue there's an argument to be made that the easy button that is Cosmic Ghost Rider was pressed a lot for me. There's that's <laughs> that's an argument that I can make for myself, honestly. Because mm-hmm. I used him in every single match. But it still comes down to certain decision makings and certain plays and stuff like that that you have to make even when you are using a character like that that is fairly strong. And I, I'm not trying to be dismissive. He's a very strong character, and it definitely takes... Uh, he's less difficult to use than maybe even Spectacular Spider-Man like we talked about earlier. But I do think that playing him versus playing him well are two different things. Yeah, so absolutely. So yeah, I went four and one and I actually finished in ninth place and it's very funny. So after round five ends, which five rounds in a day is a lot. It really is. It was a lot. So it's no big deal. I'm glad that I'm glad we did it that way actually. But Mm -hmm. so I'm finished my last game. I won my last game by one point at the, the 11th hour kind of thing. Like it was like right at the last second I won the, won the game and I took the, I don't remember what the final score was. I can look, but I was playing Hydra against my friend Dakota and he was, that game started off where I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about that game in a second, but either way I won the game and then Nate's like, cool, you should be in. You know, if I did the math right, all the three and ones made it into top cut. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm still going out to party tonight. It doesn't really change my plan. And mm-hmm. and there you go. And then he does the does the thing and he runs it. And I'm ninth. So I'm just I'm the guy, the first loser, if you will, out of the top eight. And Brian Freddie is eighth. So he's like, Brian Freddie is like, oh my gosh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's okay. That just means we get to get turnt tonight. <laughs> As yes, you know. You, yes, yes. That was that was a good time. I got my ice cream sandwich. I mean, I got real happy. Yeah, dude, those ice cream sandwiches are dope. The Bob was like, bro. <laughs> he loved them. So Yo, I gotta tell you something I learned though, real quick. So we went to Velvet Taco too. I yeah. learned something about Velvet Taco. Which is a taco restaurant, by the way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. It's, yeah. a, ta- it's a straight up taco it's place. A taco restaurant. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you know about the backdoor chicken? <laughs> so you're talking about the Velvet Taco having backdoor chicken? No, I did yes. not know about the backdoor chicken. Okay, my buddy just told me about this. If you go around back, there's a sticker on the door. If you knock on the door and give the guy twenty bucks, he'll give you a whole rotisserie chicken dinner. <laughs> what? Yes, that's a thing. It's oh the secret God. menu at, at the Velvet Taco. <laughs> Well, okay. You know, I guess next year we're going to have to try the secret back, chicken. The backdoor chicken? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm super here for it. So so the first three rounds were, were all sweaty, good rounds for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mm-hmm. tell some some stories here for a few minutes. This is yes. this is just telling stories, uh, and, and if, if you guys are, don't want to hear this part of this, the podcast, no worries, no, no judgment. I appreciate y'all being here, all that fun stuff. We're just kind of goofing off here at this point. Uh, for for about 15 more minutes so round one what do i wind up playing but the gosh dang brotherhood <laughs> off Your the favorites. rip uh, they're the best yeah they're the best <laughs> i love them so much and yeah so i play brotherhood and for whatever reason my brain is wired to when i play brotherhood for it's like 
clump up. Clump up. Just let Magneto use Magnetic Crush because you know he's not going to. But hmm. then, of course, he does and everything dies and it's terrible. So, really fun opponent. Um, I don't remember his real name, but his his online name is CZim21. So, shout yeah. out to him. Really, I'm at it here. really fun guy to play against. Uh, he had this like dice bowl thing that he had everybody sign and then he's going to like glaze it when it's all all after the events over and everything. And so it was really cool. I won that match 13 to 17. We played Montessi formula and demons downtown. And it was the weirdest game because I never really felt like I was in control. And then at the end of it, I don't know if you had walked over and seen, but he only had juggernaut left on his injured side. And I had like four models. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. But I never was like, this is okay. (laughs) I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. It's just that it's the fear. It's the fear. It's it's that brotherhood thing, you know, it was just yeah, it was a whole thing. So mm-hmm. so that was a really good game and it was a really nice like opener for the day because it just it it was just a fun good game. You know what I mean? Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. So then my next match was against my friend Hunter and he's also Merzane's friend. We've played a couple of times and Hunter is a player that's a lot like me, especially, and he was playing Guardian, so it was the mirror match. And we both, like, want to kill stuff. (laughs) And so we pulled Struggle for the Cube and Sword Base. So when your plan, Will, is to kill stuff, having nine points on the board per round, it kind of makes that difficult. Yeah, that's that's, a... It's murder time, but at the same time, when you have a giant six-point model who can't interact with things, that's not a good time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and when we we played, we had very similar lists, and we both played Cosmic Ghost Rider, Star Lord, and then he played Groot, whereas I played Ant Man, and then uh, what else was that? We had the exact same thing, and the only difference was he had Groot and I had Ant Man, um, and. It was it was a fun match, but my dice were just a little hotter. Oh yeah, we both had Drax. That was it. So we okay. both had both had Drax, and my Drax lasted a lot longer than it should have. My Cosmic mm-hmm. Ghost Rider survived some punishment he probably shouldn't have, and I was able to take control of the objectives and won that one nineteen to seven. And it was a it was a back and forth game though. It was a very back and forth game, and interestingly enough, so. My Cosmic Ghost Rider in that one, at the very end of the game, like the last, what ended up being the last round, he lost his Psychosis token. So I'm oh, really? A- yeah, I'm able to get a freaking cube fragment, I think two of them actually, and then just pieced out. Nice. And I was like, this isn't fair. That's not, this isn't what's supposed <laughs> to be happening. This isn't baby Thanos. Like if this was baby Thanos and Ghost Riders trying to get out of there, sure, it makes sense. But like, come on. Yeah. But it's still, it was cool to win, but it was just like one of those, like, man, this is just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't feel good. Didn't Did, feel right. Yeah, didn't feel right. Didn't feel right. But still a great game, and Hunter was a very fun opponent to play against. Yeah, so. he was actually on my uh, team in the team tournament. It was him and, uh, and Yusuf. Oh, nice. Team. Yeah, bo- both dudes, super awesome. I mean, y'all had a, mm-hmm. got a great team, actually. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a fun time. Yeah. So third round, that's the one that's on video. Uh, if they if it gets posted, I'll make sure to share a link and everything. But it was um, me and my guardians versus Mal Cabal. 
and it was Malekith, Red Skull, and Winter Soldier on Gamma and Alien Ship. So we played at 15 versus hmm. Star-Lord, Ant-Man, Drax, and Cosmic Ghost Rider. That math checks out? Yeah, that math checks out. So it was basically whose dice are going to be better in a lot of ways, right? And I made the calculated risk to dive his Red Skull, Master of Hydra, super okay. early, and I was able to KO him round two. Nice. Yeah, like KO <laughs> round two. <laughs> and it was awesome because it was Ant-Man back there throwing little, you know, ant-sized uppercuts. It was like a wallop. It did. They really do. And and then I got really lucky in that game and I paid for it in later games, but my Cosmic Ghost Rider was just surviving stuff that he had no business surviving. So Malachis like <laughs> swiping him and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, cool. I've got seven successes, says my opponent. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I've got six blocks. There you go. Like it's just wild how it goes and that's just so take these dice exactly <laughs> what do i always say dice are gonna dice and there's just when when you play this game sometimes you just can't account for that fact that no they're gonna be bananas and my opponent was making great plays he was making good decisions it's just when the dice do weird stuff this is the kind of thing that happens so yeah my dice were crazy too yeah yeah, and then round four. Oh, round four. Yeah, you were looking stressed at this round. Yeah, so it was me and uh, our, my friend Justin, or Jimmy DeHand, if anybody knows him out there. Really good player. Playing probably the best counter to what I was running in Sam Avengers. Mm -hmm. So he was really wide. I think we played at 20 threat. Uh, yep. Yeah, we I know we played at 20 threat because both of our crisis were uh, were 20 threat options. It was scrolls and scoundrels. So we had a, we both had a ton of models. I don't remember who all they were, but I had Cosmic Ghost Rider and Nebula. So when you're playing a game hmm. with again nine points available on the board, the potential for fast scoring ramps up. And Sam yep. is better equipped to play that game than Star-Lord is, and my best 20 was, I felt like that. I had other options to put 20 on the board, but I felt like, personally, that Nebula provided a nice, like, okay, if he goes into Nebula, I don't hate it, and Nebula is going to be able to move and attack reliably, and so I was okay with that. Fair. Yeah, and, but I, I, and I definitely felt the pain of, like, Nebula not contesting objectives, but she was doing her job, which I was okay with. So just murder. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was she was killing stuff. She was rolling some hot dice. So it was a really back and forth game. First round, he had a one point lead. Second round, I took a one point lead. Third round, I think we I had another one point lead. And then it came down to clock. And it was one of those things where it was just like right at the end, we we both were playing incredibly deliberately. Like both mm -hmm. of us, it's like that. You know, we were both very deliberate, 
and it just worked out where I ha I whiffed an attack with Rocket. I did not give him a winging it token because I thought he wasn't going to be in a position to use it. So, so I didn't give him a winging it token, and it came back to bite me. I had a Hadron Enforcer to do, I think, three damage to Lizard, and I did none. Oh. Yeah, total whiff. And it was one of those things where, if, and so, so, or no, I did, I did two damage. That's what it was. I did two damage to him. And so, so then I had to come back with the regular plasma rifle because I didn't have enough for a second Hadron. And I got zero on that next one. That's what it was. Gotcha. Yeah. And so he ended up winning the game 12 to 11 because time got called and he was able to move and throw beta ray, my beta off a point to, to get the difference in points. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was incredibly tight, an incredibly tight game. And it's one of those where like, if we finish the round, I think I take it. Mm -hmm. And, but you know, the rules are the rules. And that's the thing. Like we, we both knew dice down was coming. We were both being very deliberate with our choices. And, you know, it's one of those things where, that game though taught me so much about my roster and the decisions that I have to make and how to counter something that I feel like counters me. Yeah. And that's the thing with events like this as well. I feel like I learned a lot with my roster too. Yeah. And like and every game I took something away from. That's exactly it. That's what I was about to say is that I, I feel like, so that game ha had like the biggest impact on me in terms of just, my reaction to losing <laughs> was <laughs> not good. And I'm a passionate person. It's, I think that comes through in the podcast. Will. yep. but I'm a very passionate person. And, and I had all this energy built up throughout that game of just, neither of us were making mistakes. Like there, there were multiple times in other games where I was like, mm, that was a mistake. Oh man, I can't believe I just did that. Blah, blah, blah. And, and in that game, we were both like, right on that razor's edge of play. I feel like anyways of playing so yeah. good. And so when, when it came down to where it was like, Oh, that one point difference. Like I felt like I miscounted and I was like, okay, we're going to end tied. What does that mean for the standings? Blah, blah, blah. And, and so, you know, I was just, I was like, what? And I just, I had a reaction I had a re and I feel really bad about it. And this is one of those things that I talk about all the time where, it's okay to have powerful emotions, but you've got to also make sure that you're not taking something away from your opponent. And I, I talked to Justin about it a little after that, but I, I definitely felt like that I had such a powerful reaction to that, that I was stepping on his moment of winning that match. And mm. I felt really bad about yeah. that. And you know what though? It's like you said, passions get heated in this, especially when you're at like a, this level of tournament, especially where you were. Where you're going into that three and oh. Yeah. So it's understandable. And like you got you shook hands afterwards and all that. Everything was cool. But yeah, no, it was uh I was watching that game and I was like, e. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mentioned my fifth round game and that was against my friend Dakota. And shout out to Dakota for being a wonderful opponent because my head was just not in that game for the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. It was just not in it at all. I forgot I had been remembering my winging it tokens my power everything i was supposed to be remembering i was remembering all day long until that fifth round where after that game with justin i just like my brain was shut off 
and and Dakota and I like I wanted to just not and he's like nah man come on let's just get, let's just do it and he's like and so we did and ended up being a really close game really great game I won 19 to 18 yep and and it was a insane game and and Dakota thank you so much for playing that game because it it, it was a crazy game it was a really good game I uh, he almost tabled me <laughs> Hmm. and uh it was yeah it was a whole thing so speaking of tabling like i know some people say oh it's rare to get table or get tabled in this game i tabled two to three people this weekend and i got tabled once like it people were just getting smacked left and right all over yeah (laughs) yeah i think that's a much more common thing now than it was at one point especially Mm -hmm. when you look at things like i mean what i'm running the Star Lord with the heavy dose of Cosmic Ghost Rider, Malekith, Thanos, that kind of stuff. I mean, those mm-hmm. things are built to like kill the crap out of things. Yeah, you know. So it uh, it is what it is there, and I think that tabling is definitely a thing that we see much more of nowadays. I won one of my games seven to ten. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I know we're running along. I just want to tell this real quick story. And then no, no, yeah, no. Hey, I, I, I told all my stories. I want to hear yours now. I, I dominated the talking there for a good 15, 20 minutes. No problem. All right, so I'll recap mine real quick. First round, um, I lost 14 to 19. We played Hammers and Intrusions. I played against Wakanda. It was one of those neck-and-neck neck games until, like, it just got away from me. Yeah. In, like, round three. My guys all dazed. They dropped all their stuff. I couldn't I couldn't get enough points back. Um, round two was versus the Bob, and I got Cosmic Ghost Rider. He was r- running Steve Avengers with Cosmic Ghost Rider. Huh. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, my next game was when I was next to you. Um, I played Defenders, who I actually played Rick Vicious the day before in a team tournament with um, my Hella Force list. But this time I was going against them with Criminals. Um, it turned... I won 20 to 9 because it was just a matter of getting the extracts off and running. And I hate being that guy that had to run, but mm-hmm. it came down to all according to plan. There was two extracts on the ground, Sabretooth ran, picked up both of them and ran away. Hey, it'd be like that <laughs> like, sometimes. Yeah, it gotta be like that. But round four was the one that I won seven to 10. That's wild. So Rhino. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me set the stage. Yeah. I want to, I want to know how this went down. Okay, so we were playing Alien Ship and Demons Downtown. So people are on fire. It's getting crazy out there. Rhino is harassing the backfield versus Hydra. And it's Red Skull, the Grunts, and Winter Soldier. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Rhino gets dazed. Rhino recovers. He picks up the core. He's still going. Rhino is on one health. Okay. Uh He's on one health. Master Skull is on two health. Winter Soldier's on three health. And Rhino has eight power and has to roll for the core. I roll for the core. I get three successes, quote-unquote. Rhino and that whole group just blows up. Oh my gosh, no way. (laughs) Yes. So all that's left is his Hulk on 19 versus Claw, Pyro, Bullseye, and MODOK. So... Hulk kills everybody except Modok, and then Modok just takes him out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
that one, I mean, that, we when I rolled those dice, um, I played against this uh, Ryan Jarvis. We just look and I'm like, yeah, that was just. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing that exists. Yeah. And then um, my last game, I played, I played against a Mal Cabal. All weekend, I played one Mal, one Cosmic Ghost Rider, and technically two um, Immortal Hulks, but it was the same guy. So really one Immortal Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it came down to my Modoc versus his Hulk and his, no, I'm sorry, his Malekith and his Ulic. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I wound up dazing them both in round six. And winning 12 to 11. Wow. But all my games taught me very much about positioning and just sometimes you just got to grab the thing and run. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I am definitely looking forward to next year's NashCon. I had such a great time. It was great meeting people. It was great putting faces and voices to names. Like I could hear Merzane from when I first walked into the hotel. I could hear him when I was walking by the room. I'm (laughs) like, yep, there he is. Absolutely, yeah. Yep, there, there's a lot yeah, of a lot of us time. like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a great time. And I want to also say, like, one of the cool things that uh, this event really showed me is there were no of the scary boogie battle cruisers. I guess there might have been some hulks, but, like, there weren't any of the scary things in the top eight. And no. it just goes to show that regardless of what you might see and regardless of what you might hear from people like me or others out there, play the games, roll the dice. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen. A Midnight Suns Defenders player made top eight. Yeah. I mean... I mean, top eight was, looking at this, looks like we had an X-Men Weapon X list. No, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not. No. we Uh, We had Web Warriors. We had two Avengers. We had Midnight Suns Defenders, and we had a uh, Avengers Shield. And then a couple that didn't have their list in here. Yeah. So uh, the guy that won is Sooner. Actually, it's Sooner. And, yes. And he was playing Sam Avengers, and then um, Deluca was playing Avengers and Shield. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure of what Andy Murray was playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't look like he has it up on here. But either oh, way, uh, X Men. Was he playing X? Oh, yeah, he was playing X-Men and Weapon X. Yeah, he was X. playing X-Men. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so when you look at all of this and and you look at what has been the narrative around Marvel Crisis Protocol for the last four months or something, it's it's been that, oh, it's, it's this and that and it's in this bad state and all these terrible things and blah, blah, blah. But, like, go to an event like this, one, you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. And then, two, just... Look at look at what made it to the top table. Like we, it's one of those things. You roll the dice, you play the games, and I can say that getting the time in with my roster before this event really, really set the stage for my performance. Yeah, absolutely. But I still had to learn a lot. There was still a lot I had to learn at this event, and and I learned some hard lessons at times. So, yep. so yeah. And uh, I think we've said enough about NashCon. We could probably get deeper into the stats, but not everybody puts their their list data in here. I think they only had 14 MCT-coded lists submitted. Yeah. So 
you can kind of extrapolate some data from that if you want, but maybe that's a conversation for another time. But overall, I want to say what a wonderful event and, you know, play the games, have the fun. And, you know, I don't know about you, Will, but I'm going to take a little break from from the the grind of getting a competitive roster together and learning for that. And I'm going to I'm going to put some Wakanda on the table, maybe some Web Warriors soon. Yeah, I mean, I'm still focusing on my criminals list, but I'm definitely like experimenting with the newer stuff now. So I really want to dive into Web Warriors and tweak around with that and see what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Will, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on all the discords under Half-Assed Ninja with a Z, not two S's. Um, check me out over on Game Store Guardians. Uh, we are your regularly, irregularly scheduled podcast, which we should have an episode going up again next week. And um, if you want to check out my book on Amazon, Jake Howard, Multiverse 101. I wrote that a couple years ago. It's a fun read. And yeah, that's about it. Nice, nice. Yeah, definitely check those things out. Game Store Guardians, very fun stuff. And uh, hop over to the House Party Protocol Discord, and uh, you can chat with us over there as well. Uh, if you're interested in checking that out, I mentioned it earlier. It's uh, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol. For as little as a dollar a month, you can come and be a part of that and then get access to some uh, special merch stuff that we're doing uh, very soon in the Jersey. So make sure to come and check that out. And then also um, be on the lookout. I'm probably going to start running another giveaway around uh, the beginning to middle of September and we'll be giving away Earth's Mightiest Core Set when we get that going. So be on the lookout for that coming up very soon. And... Uh, yeah, make sure to send us emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com and send us messages on Facebook. I love commenting and, and looking at the comments and reading and interacting with everybody over there. So keep that stuff flowing. We've been getting a lot of comments on the Facebook posts lately, and I really love to see that. So make sure we keep that going and I uh, try to interact and, and respond when I can and whatnot over there. If everyone wants to reach out to me, I'm at HPP underscore Will on most of the main mcp discords out there so you can hit me up there and then also uh, the last little thing i want to leave you with is you know just uh, be good to yourself and you're awesome and i really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us i hope you've enjoyed it and uh, just remember to be good to yourself and uh, good to those around you will thanks for joining me i really appreciate it and um, we'll have you back for sure for very soon party on will Party on, Will. And power down suits. Suits.